Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got. Oh no, microphone was pointed the wrong way. I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make. And this is I have got a movie to make. Week one hundred and eight of one hundred and sixteen weeks. And oh yeah, I got a movie to make. Uh, that movie uh, was uh, being shot today. Part of it, and that movie I was making a movie about me, of me, my least favorite subject. I mean, I shouldn't say. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's, it's not my favorite subject. They say they say that playing yourself is the hardest. Uh, it is. It is hard to uh, come off as natural and real when I know that there's an agenda because I don't like to be disingenuous. But at the same time, I got to do multiple takes. I'm, ta- I'm making a, a, a little short video of myself, uh, you know, explaining what uh, what I am capable of doing to make money, um, which is uh, something that I've been spending time doing. <laughs> Also today, uh, I spent time uh, speaking and um, doing some some collaboration and 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 workshopping of the old uh, a movie for vengeance, which uh, was very fruitful. Big thanks to my buddy Garth Donovan, uh, who uh, is also a filmmaker, and uh, he's read the script a couple times now, and uh, we actually verbally went over some of the notes, and most all of them were uh, very very insightful helpful and uh, we're just making this thing better along the way and i got to be careful i got to be very careful not to lose sight of the actual product because that is let me tell you if you're acting as producer in my case writer director producer and you go down the producer rabbit hole which i have been doing if you've been listening and you know that i'm you know definitely diving in on the business side to understand it better than i ever have because that's necessary it's real easy to lose sight of the actual product and uh today spending time talking about it you know rather than just me by myself thinking about it and rewriting this and that massaging it uh it was cathartic it was great it was fantastic to get back to the root uh of the entire the the origin you know the genesis of (laughs) the entire movie which is the script itself so uh made some very good headway there and was fruitful a couple things that i would like to report or uh, almost i guess suggestions recommendations here for you um, one of the main things you got to do, and this makes perfect sense. Oh, by the way, I should say this too. Uh, I, I, there's, there's, for the first time ever, I had a breakthrough, I guess, a bit of a breakthrough uh, since I talked at you uh, just Tuesday. So, you know, I'm, I'm, hey, look who's all caught up. I'm back to Fridays. So uh, I, I guess I just checked in with you three days ago. But uh, I have since had somewhat of a breakthrough, and that is I was able to get a clearly, clear-minded, clearly think of this as an entity i I know this sound this is going to sound absurd this is going to sound ridiculous and sound silly that this is the first time this has ever happened in my life but some of you might understand this for the first time ever i was able to think of this particular script it's something that i'm i created as a a commodity and not whether someone would like it or not but whether or not it has a place in the marketplace and if it is has any value in the marketplace and it guys i got like a like a boost of confidence when i was able to it, it was brief it was fleeting i only had this this not even epiphany but like this this clear am i coming off does it doesn't make sense I, I was able to clearly imagine this as a product uh to be bought and sold and nothing more 
I uh, wasn't thinking about the story at all, which is what you got to do. You got to get to the point where you're just, you're not thinking about how creative it is and how clever it is and how heartwarming it might be and how good you think it is. You can't think about any of that. That's, that's not what you're selling when you're investing or trying to raise money from investors. You're just trying to think of it as, is there a place for this in the marketplace? Will people want to buy it? Will you be able to get more money for it than you spent making it? That is... And it's this, it's simple, but let me tell you, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about and you think I'm crazy, uh, it's really hard to get to that point if it's something that you created. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not quite like, you know, you would, you might, I mean, the easy analogy is like, I can't imagine Atticus as a commodity. Like, would you like to spend money to spend time uh, hanging out with Atticus? Um, uh, that I, I, I could never wrap my mind around that. And it's it's not that far removed when you're creating something because you're thinking of it, uh, you know, in a in a very sensitive, vulnerable space, I guess, because it's yours and you care about it. And but I was able to. I was I was doing some exercises. I, a lot of the times, the best ideas come when I'm like you know, exerting myself, either in the shower or or you know on a trail somewhere and sweating and hungry, and I, I, I think more clearly. And I was able to just think of it that way, and in doing so, uh, really had a, like a, a jolt of confidence, which was was great. Now back to um, the the recommendations. Two two movies which I liked both of them one more than the other uh and i watched them for homework for for i've got a movie to make because one of the not i got them oh yeah in a sense uh, for a movie for vengeance because one of the things you gotta um do when you know raising money is understand the marketplace and like compare the film that you're raising money for with other films that already exist and you compare the budgets and you compare what kind of business they did and what kind of business they brought in and box office and all that. So I'm watching comparative films, which is kind of tough to find because there's not a whole lot of movies. I mean, most people will think Rain Man and, and it's a little bit hard to think much further beyond that. There, there are some here and there. Short Term 12 comes to mind, but it's not spot on. Um, oh, by the way, this is a total tangent. Sorry. End of a long week. But uh you know that scene in Whiplash when uh, it's uh, I'm going to give something away. There was a car accident towards the end, and it's never really explained. It's just like him being stressed, and that happened in real life too to D- Damien Ch- Chazelle when he was shooting the uh, short. Like he was on his way to, to. I'm sorry, this is so far off topic, but it just occurred to me uh, that, that that car accident was never really explained. I don't think he, it was even his fault, but when thinking about it like he was obviously just completely distracted and on his phone probably conducting business or reading the script or i that had to be phone related right has anyone ever brought that up my god this is off topic but i it, it occurred to me like i know what it's like to be so stressed and focused on something and you forget that you're even driving sometimes which is scary Never when I got Atticus in the car. I'm always talking to Atticus, so I know exactly where I am and what's going on. But there have been times where, like, I'm so focused. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm driving. Like, I, like you almost, like, come to. Like, whoa, geez. <laughs> Behind a wheel. All right. Here are the uh, recommendations. Um, one is both not my favorite titles. Both very bland, generic titles that you could easily forget. Uh, both movies are available on Stars right now, which continues to kill it. Uh, I used to make jokes about stars because they're kind of like the right-headed stepchild. You, you, know, you don't really think of stars in a, in a sexy way at all. But my God, stars has really, really quality movies. And, I, and I've learned that over the last year plus in, in going to justwatch.com, which is a great website if you're looking for any movie title to see where it's streaming, what platform it's on. Uh, justwatch.com will tell you. And I got to tell you, more times, more often than not, it shows up on stars and nowhere else. So stars is killing it. 
uh, stars has two movies that both involve the um, mentally challenged IDD community. And these movies are called... I don't know why I'm drawing. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing for effect. I don't understand. Um, these movies are called The Last Shift. That's with Richard Jenkins, who, full disclosure, he's on my list as a possible person, actor of interest to play my title role, Ben. And he shares scenes with Ed O'Neill. That's right, Al Bundy, also famed for uh, Pritchett on uh, uh, Modern Family. You know, I like I like I like the Pritchett character more than I like Al Bundy, quite a bit more actually, much better character. Anyways, it was surreal because I didn't know Ed O'Neill was in this movie. I I, I, I approach movies if I, these were both recommendations too. I try and like, if I know very little bit about a movie and I haven't seen the trailer and I haven't read about it, I love that and I will dive in without knowing anything about it because that's the way a movie's supposed to be seen. So I didn't know Ed O'Neill was in it. I knew that. Uh, Ray Richard Jenkins was. It's hard to to avoid that. But uh, when he showed up, uh, Ed O'Neill showed up in a scene, and the, the two of them were sharing a scene. It was surreal. I almost floated above the couch. I was uh, because these are two actors that are in my top ten list of uh, people that I would love to you know entertain the idea of of them playing uh, the lead roles. So it was bizarre watching them uh, share uh, scenes. However, it makes sense because they're both you know uh, similar age. They're going to be in the same circles as characters. You know, friends because of the generational thing. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of actors uh, who are uh, of that age. So that is a uh, a good movie, and it's being crushed by uh, users. Uh, it's like a 5.5 right now on IMDb, and I think it's even worse on the Rotten Tomatoes for audience score. It's okay. I think it's like in the mid-60s for Rotten Tomatoes critic score. But, uh, yeah, the uh, I, I think uh, you have to see it to understand why. But there's race relations in there, and I think there's a lot of... Uh, um, I mean, I know that groupers was uh, attacked, you know, by, by hate groups. So I think that's what's happening with this one as well. Uh, it's a solid movie. It's not a perfect movie. It's got some flaws here and there, but it, it was touching and it, and it moved me and it made me laugh. And, um, Richard Jenkins also is definitely playing somebody who's got something going on mentally and they don't come out and say it, but, uh, and it's very, very different from my, my Ben character in a movie for vengeance, but it was, I don't want to say sad or star or, uh, it's, uh, I guess, minor, minorly depressing to see him playing because uh, a, a character who also, uh, you know, has similar uh, challenges as to a character that I wrote that I would love to see him play. Anyways, uh, that's going to happen, especially if you don't make things rapidly, which is difficult to do. And then um, secondly, this is the one that I liked more of the two. And this movie also came as a recommendation from a listener. And it's called Come As You Are. Also on Stars. Come As You Are had me laughing, had me crying, had me wondering. You can't help it today, but wonder if it would have been more affecting, effective, would have stuck with. It, it involves a quadriplegic, a, a uh, paraplegic, and a visually impaired uh, threesome. These are the three friends that all. Uh, know each other from this program uh, in the city where they all, um, you know, get assistance and it involves the three of them and uh, their, their quest is the quest movie to go and um, essentially have sex uh, because they're all in their like early to mid twenties and they, they want to have sex. This is based on a true life story, uh, which I am fascinated by. Uh, I actually saw the, the, the true life uh, inspiration 
um, in an interview after watching this movie. However, there are some some concerns and some talking points and some issues, uh, perhaps, that, you know, they had able-bodied people play all of these roles all the way through. Uh, Gabrielle Sidibe is also in here, and she's, you know, as good as always, but she's probably more, uh, this sounds awful and wrong, but you know, this is a small enough feat. Like I, I love Gabrielle Sidibe. I had the, there's a pleasure of meeting her and working with her on Loveline one night. It was like, I think the night before the Oscars and the night after the Oscars, it was crazy. She couldn't have been sweeter, but she, you know, being as heavy as she is, like she actually does have you know, borderline uh, disabilities because she's so heavy. Is this wrong to be saying this? I feel like I might be wrong. However, I, she is more authentic in, in her role and it's never even brought up. Uh, so there are some some questions about that. And, I, you know, I like to think that if you were to make a movie uh, with people who actually had these challenges in everyday life and they could pull off the the, the, the role, it's a, it's a larger discussion, which I'm not having here, but I am trying to make a difference with uh, when I, once I make a, a movie for Vengeance. Uh, vengeance. Uh, you know, it, it, Clint Eastwood attempted to do something similar with his uh trained uh, his paris train movie with the uh, true life story about the uh war vets who uh took care of business and it was not it was not good and it's because he used the actual um, war uh, military uh heroes who were a part of it to act their own roles and you know there's a reason why they they weren't they aren't i, I hate to say it but i mean that's just the this is the truth like some people have it on screen and some people don't and that's why we show up in the theaters and um, most of us don't and that's what makes you know movie stars exceptional in that walk of life i'm not saying that i want them to show up when my my house is on fire but that's they need that they have something that most of us don't and it shows up pretty blatantly when you try and do i appreciate what uh, Clint Eastwood was trying to do there, but um, you know it hasn't become a pattern, and I think we all see why. So it's a larger discussion. That being said, uh, anything can be accomplished with enough time. <laughs> and uh, do I have it? That's the question. All right. Thank you very much for listening. My God, did I prattle on. Um, yeah, so uh, before I go, if, if you have the time and if you have stars, I got stars right now for 99 cents a month. It's fantastic. For three months, I wrote it down on the calendar when I got it, because I got to watch every dollar. I got to. Uh, but yeah, uh, Come As You Are, which was, um, I liked that more than The Last Shift, but I liked both of those movies. They're both solid, and I, I that's part of my research. And I got to say, cost these movies are similar. They cost this amount of money, and this is what they grossed, which is not a lot. They're both tiny movies. I would imagine that most of you had never heard of either one until you heard this show, this feed, this 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 weekly update. All right, uh, I will talk to you a, for 109. Oh, jeez. What can this guy get done in eight weeks? Let's see. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.